Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, see, I don't even want to play this on our radio show. There. I know, I know. Did so, she just say that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mind. You don't want to. You don't want to go there, and it gets worse. That's Cardi B and Megan the Stallion singing WAP. Google it or don't. Last night at the Grammys, and uh, so. It, it wasn't that much different from a wearing your underwear, grinding your privates in the camera standpoint than a lot of things that have been seen on television in recent years, whether you think that's a good idea or not. But certainly the lyrical content was just uh, further than anything that's ever been on network television, mm-hmm. ever, I got to believe, and a drastic change from not that many years ago. And depending on where you live, this aired. So, so it's about it's the song is about uh, sex, and uh, yeah, see, I can't even I can't even say some of the things I want to say to explain how dirty it was because I don't think it's appropriate to say on the radio. Right, right. I I think it was the USA Today called it a sex positive pro woman anthem. And that's an, that's the other angle of it that I find interesting, and I'm not exactly sure where I am on this. I go back and forth. Is that sex positive? Or is that like going backwards for women to make it all about sex and my body and it's all about my vagina and and everything? And you can have this if you give me enough money, you know? I I just, I don't know. Um, But from just the crudeness standpoint, and I can't figure out if I'm just now officially an old man. Well, let's start here. This is is one uh, rhetorical technique. There is a line, right? Hardcore pornography, I think we would, we would, we would all agree, does not belong on CBS television at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. Agreed. I think, I think easily, even the most open-minded, progressive person would say that. Okay. So if there is a line, then where is that line? And I got to believe it's on the other side of this. I mean, on the safer side of this. What, what good does it do society to have that? Right, right. Boy, that's a deep one. I'm, it's funny. I'm sitting here. I'm so preoccupied with how to discuss this and the idea that we should be worried about, you know, actually, I'm much more worried about the audience's sensibilities than the FCC or anything like that. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't thinking FCC. I just, I know there are people listening that don't want to hear me describe the lyrics in that song. Right. It's just kind of funny for me to be preoccupied about how to discuss it as opposed to the, the actual discussion, because I'm afraid of, you know, offending people. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's coarse. It's not the sort of thing humans should aspire to. I think we're better than that, just talking about our genitals all the well, time. Well, here's, here's the part that I find confusing. There is this younger person view that I had when I was a younger person. Um, I remember when they started saying hell and damn on television. And Johnny Carson was not allowed to say hell or damn. And that was at late night. 
And they started saying hell and damn on television, and I, as a young person, thought, yeah, all right, fight the power, yeah! You know, we're finally, yeah, whatever. I thought that was just fantastic. But why, and what is the point, and, and what's the limit, and what's the end game to this? It, very uh, so many so many fewer people watch network television now than used to. Um, obviously, you can go to Netflix. You can you can flip to a different channel and see any level of violence or sex. Does it make any difference that if you flip a channel over here, that there's a rules? And I then don't right know. next I, door on the internet to I, your Netflix uh, subscription is news footage that's uh, truly horrifying and or pornography. I feel like I would like to be able to turn on the Grammys with my kids. I was pl- if I'd have remembered, I would have turned on the Grammys with my kids last night. I just forgot it was on. Then I remembered after they were in bed, uh, going to bed, and flipped it on and saw this uh, th- this, this description, very, very plain description of sex. Um, is, how does that possibly a good thing? Yet, recognizing that for years we were way too uptight. I mean, it was ridiculous. The famous Ed Sullivan show wouldn't show Elvis below the waist because he was wiggling his hips. That's ridiculous, I think, by anybody's standards. But does that that mean that Cardi B talking about drive your Mack truck into my blankety blank all night long, is that, that that's a good step also? That's progress somehow? No, I, I absolutely don't think it is. I, I think, though, it, it smacks of desperation by the networks. They're just desperate to get eyes, so they're going the porn route. Uh, and there's there's a bit of viewer uh, beware uh, going on. It's just it's imp- it's increasingly hard for me to separate, you know, cable from Netflix, from network TV, the rest of it, and uh, I, I just don't know. I, I just I feel like the battle's lost. And, is the coarsening of society in our pop culture is that? Uh, is that why we've had the coarsening in our politics? Do they go hand in hand? Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. Yeah, I mean, if you... How do I illustrate this? If you let yourself go with just obscenities, like insults used to be so much more colorful and literate and interesting and funny. Now people just throw MF bombs at each other over and over. Yeah, MF and MF. Yeah, F and MF. Yeah, F and Fer. Yeah, MF and MF. I mean, come on. It's just, it's, it's like we've stopped striving to be better and now it's just, you know, what's titillating. Uh, but the titillating's always been there and it's, it's fine. It has its role in a society, but it is very, very odd that that's not only popular entertainment. That's like the super praised, uh, that's the award winning popular entertainment. I, I, like I said, I can't figure out where I am on this. I can't figure out if it's, it's if it's meaningless or or incredibly meaningful. There's definitely been a, a coarsening society of, you know, you could you could you could go out and about to a restaurant with your family and not hear f bombs. Not that many decades ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's almost impossible, depending on where you go. But it's just part of society. Yeah, incredibly sexual billboards, f bombs everywhere you go. You just can't get away from it. Is that is that is that is that progress of somehow? Because I I hear it, I hear it portrayed as you know like not being so square and vanilla and somehow I don't know how it's a positive. I really can't wrap my head around what angle of it is positive for anybody. Well, whether you're talking about a family or a company or an organization or a, a country or a society, there's a certain amount of frankness and honesty that's too much. You know, there ought to be a little restraint, but, you know, 
I, I think it's it's more a vital sign. It's more an effect than a cause. Um, and it's just, it, it will take care of itself or it won't. It, we're so far down a particular road, either people will say, this is gross, I don't want that. Or they'll embrace it and we'll get more of it. I don't think it's particularly healthy. I I can get all the Cardi B that I want. Nobody's heard the name Thomas Sowell or Shelby Steele or um, some of the great black thinkers and leaders in America. Uh, Bill Burr is what I'm supposed to be angry about today because he made some mildly, slightly self-deprecating jokes about how people would be offended by his own act, and I'm supposed to be worried about that? I don't know. So the society got coarser than it had ever been before in the 20s, the roaring 20s. Um, that went away with the Depression. Is, and the great Protestant revival of the 20th century. Right. Which is a historical trend people don't talk about. A couple of great awakenings that we've had uh, throughout our country's history. Two or three great awakenings. And some people believe we're in one right now, although you couldn't tell it from watching Cardi B last night on the Grammys. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if the, there's any chance for the pain, pendulum to swing back. And I don't want it to go all the way back to uptight we don't talk about child molesters because it's got sex in it or anything weird like that. But I, I just, I just don't, I just don't see how we need that out of our mainstream pop culture. You know, this reminds me a little bit of what uh, you were saying. Who, who came up with the uh, thought? Oh, James Lindsay did. Uh, ask these leaders um, in terms of the uh, tearing down statues and taking names off of things. Go on the record right now. Is renaming Washington D.C. off the table? What is too much? Draw the line for me right now so that when we get close to that, I can point out that you're on the record for saying that's crazy. What's the line for this stuff? Is it hardcore pornography? Is it bare boobs? Is it bare bottoms? Is it the showing of genitals? Is it uh, just, you know, F-bombs? Where is the line? Do we want a line? Do we agree? There ought to be a line. Too many questions, not enough answers. What do you think? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you want to email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or text 415-295-KFTC. Yeah, it was something, though. Man, and I was actually thinking uh, Sunday night when I was young on CBS would have been something just as wholesome as wholesome could be. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely should not be on network TV early in the evening, at least on the in the mountain and, and western time zones. That's just crazy. If you want that sort of thing, go behind the velvet curtain. It's there for you. I'm just kind of surprised since pop music is such a young person's game in terms of buying it. You know, the the money is in your younger crowd. I would think they want to the hook. You know kids on like my kids like taylor swift i think i think they want to hook kids on all this pop music so they'll buy more of it listen to more of it but if you can't watch the show there's no no reasonable parent would watch the grammys with their kids if they're going to have an act like that on there well i was just going to say you and your family and your hood you like taylor swift there are neighborhoods around the country that they do listen to cardi b no 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 no. i don't believe anybody thinks it's a good idea any normal person thinks it's of any race, anywhere, thinks it's a good idea to listen to that WAP song with their children. I think a lot of people don't think about it at all. I think there are a million 12-year-olds who saw that last night. Guaranteed. Really? Yeah. Text line 415-295-KFTC. 
More is being learned about the $2 trillion we spent last week, and the president's about to go around uh, crowing about it, which I get. It's got 75% approval. I mean, it's one of the most popular bills in, geez, my lifetime. 75% approval and 98% ignorance. So uh, a lot of different things on the way. If you give away money, um, it usually is supported, right? If you give somebody something for nothing, they usually say, sure, I'll take it. Um, That's not shocking that this would have that kind of support at all. So that's Chris Christie yesterday something saying something obviously true. What is also obviously true, talking about the $2 trillion stimulus that is now law. Uh, we could have given the checks out for a ton less money with the same or higher approval rating. Yep. Um, but, you know, if, if my side had gotten through stuff... Uh, like that, I'd be all happy about it. I don't, I don't blame you for doing it. I do blame the other side for not being very good at pointing out what's in it. So the current approval rating on this $2 trillion stimulus package, which a little bit of it is the checks. That's all they talked about on the talk shows yesterday, all your big Sunday talk shows. Like if some Republican was on saying, but this is this, uh, Mitch McConnell said uh, on Friday, this is the worst piece of legislation that has passed in my time in Washington, D.C., um, which is a heck of a statement. And uh, I was watching the talk shows over the weekend, you know, ABC This Week, Face the Nation, that sort of stuff. And they would ask a Republican who was decrying the stimulus, the COVID bill. The, what is it actually called? The American revival? No, the American. I can't remember. ARP, it's, I think. It's a it's a rebuild. Blah, vanilla, yeah. dumb name. Anyway, most of the money in there is just. You know, things Democrats have wanted to do for years but weren't popular enough, so they jammed it in there with the checks and got it through. Um, But when they would ask a Republican, and a Republican would say, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in here. So you're going to tell the people in your home state that they shouldn't get a $1,400 check? No, you numbskull. That is not what we're saying. (laughs) Wow. If you're explaining, you're losing. Politics is dumb. Yes, if you're explaining, it, it's, you're it's, losing. It's the grunting of pigs, dumb. And and it's easier to explain, I'm giving you something, than I'm more than willing to give you something, but all this extra, shut up, when are you going to give me something? It's just, it's discouraging. It's the, no way to run a country. The latest major poll that came out has 74% overall approval for this. I don't remember a giant bill with 74% approval. This is the most approval for anything I can remember, ever. And and I still say 95% ignorance. Nobody has any idea what they're talking about. 94% of Democrats, 74% of independents, and even 48% of Republicans approve of this bill. So, heck yeah, you're going to get it passed. And heck yeah, you're going to go around crowing about it. Because it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. Well, I give up then. I give up. That's fine. I'll uh, pursue my hobbies. I don't know, maybe finger painting. Do adults do that? Looks nice. I like the tactile part of it. I like the wetness and the coolness of the finger paints. Hmm. Whittling? Mm. I, I can't be trusted around knives. <laughs> Too dangerous for me. Fishing, but again, the hooks. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> golf, no, you're swinging clubs. I actually had to walk off the golf course yesterday after two holes. Injury. Oh, really? getting old. Yeah. 
Yeah, gosh dang it. Which particular part of your body gave out on you? Oh, my uh, my newish hip. Oh, okay. It's just uh, my it's muscle strength thing. It'll be fine. I just need to stretch more. Uh, but it was kind of discouraging and annoying. Heavy stuff going on with my family, too, mm-hmm. with my mom, who's near the end of her uh, battle. So I've got to admit to being pretty preoccupied, but uh, that's fine. The show must go on, as they say. So I'm reading this thing in the Washington Post about the giant porculus bill and the dangers of inflation. And anytime you're talking about economics, you can find half a dozen economists swearing A and another half dozen swearing B, which is completely, you know, they're all guessing. It's all theory. And and they are all screaming that the other guys are completely wrong and the rest of it. But so I'm looking at this uh, study of whether inflation is likely or not. They talk about America's used car market. Showing how inflation is real, especially if you have an in, uh, a, a interruption of the supply chain like we had in COVID. Uh, used car uh, values skyrocket. Uh, home values uh, soared. Um, cost of food jumped a little bit. They say overall they're not really worried about inflation because overall the consumer price index is, is up uh, just below 2%, which is what they're going for. But they do point out cars, major household appliances, and other uh, categories that have gone up more than 10% in the last year, flowers, seeds, and potted plants. Oh, no, potted plants. Why didn't I buy my potted plants in 2019? You might as well. You're screwed now. Just forget it. I've got some potted plants. i got to be selling them on the street. Hey, buddy, you want a potted plant? Your plants will go unpotted or your pots will go unplanted because you just can't afford it anymore. Seeds. Right? Who knew? How can you get grow your own? And Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you believe that he and his administration deliberately tried to cover up the scale of nursing home deaths? I don't have a doubt in my mind. Uh, Everything was about his public image. Everything was about his political future. It was not about what people needed. And by the way, it was about campaign contributions. The nursing home industry, the, the big hospital systems, they gave him millions and millions of dollars. And he went easy on them. And he tried to cover up for everyone, not just him, but his donors. And I think the investigations are going to prove this. This was a thoroughly corrupt situation. That's the mayor of New York saying the sitting governor of New York absolutely covered up uh, bad policy that led to deaths in the nursing homes. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I was a little confused by the whole he forced the nursing homes to take COVID-positive people because the nursing homes contribute so much money to yeah, them? Yeah, I didn't quite get that either. But here's, here's a couple of Maybe that explains things. the cover-up. With, with the caveat I always throw in there of, I don't give a crap who's the governor of New York. It doesn't make any difference to me. <laughs> whether he He'll holds be on replaced or not. by somebody you can't stand politically anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Cuomo's staffers have stopped showing up to work, according to report, reports. So, I mean... <laughs> We do have it. We do have a good system for uh, for 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 getting rid of people that eventually works. When you realize, you know, well, sane people realize I can't I can't do my job anymore. I can't function anymore. I have nobody on my side. I mean, all the Democrats have turned against him. How how would he possibly do anything? Right, and now his yeah. staff isn't even showing up to work. They're at the governor's mansion. He's just by himself. So why? What you're a crazy person to just hang around at that point. 
But I like this that he said over the weekend I thought was hilarious. As members of his own party and former allies turned against him, Cuomo, a 40-year veteran of New York politics and the son of a former governor, sought to make his isolation into a virtue, suggested that he was being punished because he was not part of the political club. And you know what? He said, I'm proud of not being part of the political club. Nice. Nice try. <laughs> that Who's is, buying it? Nobody. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. You're down to just really throwing Hail Marys at this point. You've been in politics in New York for four <laughs> years. Your dad was governor. You're governor. They're just mad because I'm not part of their political club. <laughs> I'm an outsider, and they don't want an outsider in politics. That's cute. I don't oh, know why I'm so amused rough. by the idea of his staffers just not showing up for work. Ah, F you. I'm staying home. I mean, don't you need your job? How does that work? Well, How about they, you just you show up and do a crappy job? I think they figure he's going to be gone soon anyway. And I truly and deeply apologize mm. for it. Yeah, go away. <laughs> what an annoying presence. Go away. Uh, J-Lo and A-Rod split up over the weekend. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. The they they mo- can't make it work. What chance, <laughs> let me finish, do the rest of us have? It's a good point, Sean. It's a good point. The world's most annoying couple so in love with each other, had to Instagram every moment of their lives, every dinner, every Netflix as they cuddled on the couch, every sunset where they were on the beach together, they had to send out to us, I've split up. So now I'm going to have to look at their flat abs separately. Right. And then just somehow combine them in my mind since they won't be doing, you know, joint Instagram releases. Although the reason they split up is A-Rod's a scumbag and he was was, uh, uh, Instagramming, you know, privately some other hottie model and he got caught and j-lo got mad i don't blame her that really sucks give me a series where j-lo goes out on tinder dates is that too much to ask (laughs) Um, hey good news guys i actually read this story and actually they haven't officially split up they're just working through things so there's still hope (laughs) okay thank you michael that's fantastic those two um, crazy kids. I'm rooting for them. So do you know what the magazine... <laughs> they split up with each other and they just each keep the pictures of themselves? <laughs> uh, remember Charlie Hebdo magazine? I had never heard of it until their offices got shot up by... Chez Sweet Charlie. I am Charlie. That was the, oh, right. the hashtag that came That's out of right. that. Right. Solidarity against the Islamofascists. So they put pictures of Muhammad on the cover. Uh, radical Muslims went nuts, came in there and killed a bunch of them. It was just awful. Murdered 12, 13 people, right? Yeah. Anyway, more injured. they like to be provocative. So they had a cover over the weekend of the Queen kneeling on Meghan Markle's neck. So Meghan Markle, who is kind of black. Is she black? Yeah, half. Okay. Half. I can't tell Again, by looking at her, and I don't think about these things much. This so. is what the Klan said in 1870. What percentage are you, you mulatto, you quadroon? And now the woke left is saying it. But anyway, back to you. So because she said in her interview that... Uh, being in the royal family, she said, I couldn't breathe. They have her on the ground with the queen kneeling on her neck and her saying, I can't breathe. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. They are uh, provocative. Whoa. Um, but the uh, maybe important part, I can't tell if I'm getting sucked into crap or this is important, but there were several serious news stories over the weekend that she has been in contact with with high-level Democratic operatives about running for president, Meghan Markle. And I she read that and couldn't decide whether it was a joke or not. She wants to be president of the United States, and she's talking to people about it. As I uh, heard one of my favorite pundits say over the weekend, 
the thing is, she wants to be Kim Kardashian more than she wanted to be the queen. And and so she's working this whole social media bent, and now the oh. whole running for president thing. I know. I, I'm a fan of pundit Jonah Goldberg, and he said over the weekend, we have to stop her now. You know, it was a mistake that they didn't start Hitler at Munich. We need to start stop Meghan Markle at the Oprah interview. We can't let her become president because he's worried we live in a country where that could happen. That there will be a Meghan Markle Taylor Swift presidency at some point. We will have more celebrity presidencies, Jack, but I don't think it'll be her. She's not very likable. Her likability and, and uh, old Prince What's-His-Face is at the lowest it's ever been in Britain after the Oprah interview. How about in the United States where she wants to be president? Yeah, it'll never happen. Although that does sound awfully Kardashian-like, Kanye West-like, building her brand, sure. presidential run, little ink. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't take that seriously. I won't, I, I won't, you can't make me. Good. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right too. Hey, quick word from our friends, Carshield. Oh, I want, speaking of, uh, you know, pundits who, who make sense, uh, one of my favorite, um, comments on American society and particularly our intelligentsia that I've seen in years and years and years. I want to share that with you. But afterward from our friends at Carshield, like I said, uh, you put your money away, you're saving for a rainy day, maybe for a vacation, maybe to go to school, whatever, and then your car breaks down and it can cost you thousands of dollars. You want to protect yourself from that with America's number one auto protection company, CarShield. They've helped over one million drivers avoid super expensive repairs. Did you know that, that CarShield is the number one auto protection company in America? Maybe you thought, nah, I thought kind of a little small startup thing. No, 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 no. People have found out about it, and they like it. You get to pick your favorite mechanic when your car breaks down to do the work, and CarShield's administrators take care of the rest. You also get roadside assistant, rental coverage, trip reimbursement, all at no additional charge. All you have to do to get in touch and find out what they're all about is go to CarShield.com and use the code Armstrong to save 10%. That's CarShield.com. Use the code Armstrong. A deductible may apply. Don't let your car rob your savings. Go to CarShield.com slash Armstrong. I just saw a picture of a Julius Caesar pencil holder. So today is the Ides of March, March 15th, if you're a Shakespeare fan. I think I was supposed to do something today. Beware the Ides of March. That's what it was. That's what the soothsayers said at the beginning of the Julius Caesar play from Shakespeare, and then he gets stabbed in the back. But anyway, this Julius Caesar pencil holder, it's just Caesar, and you can jam all the pencils into the back of the <laughs> pencils. That's kind of um, funny. That's macabre. It's sick. It's wrong. Have an update on the whole George Floyd, Derek Chauvin, Chauvin trial coming up in a couple of minutes. Also, I want to get to the fact that right-wing provocateur and uh, occasional guest on the Armstrong and Getty show, Milo Yiannopoulos, is back on the scene and says he's ex-gay. He's ungayed himself. Mm-hmm. And he's on board with gay conversion therapy, which sounds like a publicity grab to me, but that's his thing. What? How dare you? Discredit him before the discussion even begins. Uh, so we will get to that. Here, Here is what I mentioned. Do we have time for this? I think. Ah, I tell you what. Right after the break, I want to bring you the, the my favorite observation about the uh, upper crust of America that I've heard in a very long time. I think you will enjoy that. We'll update you on whether Milo's gay or not. Uh, D- D- Derek Chauvin on trial. All sorts of good stuff. A cornucopia of entormation. Class warfare. The 
And the winner, uh, the Grammy goes to Natalia Lafourcade. Oh, wait a Dude, you, oh, I will, oh, sorry. I will accept on behalf of her. If I butchered her name, I'm sorry. All right. Hey, how many uh, feminists are, like, going nuts? So how, why is this cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? Uh, and the Grammy goes. And that was controversial from Bill Burr <laughs> doing an announcement before the Grammys. And among the crowd that is perpetually offended by something, that is what they are offended about today. I would think if you're presenting Latin Grammys, you'd pick somebody who can pronounce the uh, the, 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 the the way people want it pronounced. Sure. Don't pick me or Bill Burr to do it. Or any any Grammy. I mean, it does, it's a little odd, yeah. It's a foreign you, you, language! You, ah! <laughs> you'd think he'd have gone through the list and practiced it a couple of times, but he may have. <laughs> I, I've done that all the time. Oh, Sometimes yeah. oh, we'll yeah. talk to a oh, reporter yeah. or author or whatever. They've got a particularly uh, difficult pronounce, uh, to pronounce name for an American like myself. And I'll practice it over and over again. Then I'll say, please, welcome to the show, Jennifer Bloodsacketabapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap
morons, I remember religious the, fanatics. I remember the first time I had this thought, I was driving to a family reunion in rural south-central Iowa, and it was, as it often is, a beautiful. I mean, it was green hills and everything like that, and I thought, this looks like a lot of the pictures I see of Ireland. But people have such a, an interest in going to other lands to see this exact same thing and try their food and see their little towns. But if nobody would ever go to Iowa because only idiots live in Iowa, you know, not cool people with their food and their little towns. That's just weird. Yeah. That's yeah. a weird thing to do. Well, it's another aspect of uh, the, especially the lefty intelligentsia in America, something I've been talking about for years and years, and that's xenophilia. If it is not American, it's beautiful, and it's wonderful, and it's fascinating. But if it is American, they're full of contempt for it, and they hate it, because it's it's a way to seem enlightened and kind of uh, above it all. I think it's a load of crap. You know, I, I'm as interested in American subcultures and dialects as, as what's going on in Peru. I'm sure it's fine in Peru. But there's plenty going on here, and to, it's just it's become so easy and such a knee-jerk thing to say you hate everything about America. It's just pathetic. It's like you know you're disaffected, and believe me, I dealt with plenty of them. I raised a handful, coached a bunch, and the rest. It's like your disaffected 15-year-old teenage girl who hates everything all the time and wears too much eyeliner. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's it's a phase. I get it. You're going through something. You're defining who you are i went through it too we're all doing it but when people are stuck in that permanently as a, a, adults i hate everything about america this is a stupid country it's a racist country we don't have as jonah goldberg was pointing out really interesting subcultures and dialects no we have stupid idiots who aren't as enlightened as me it's you people are so obvious and it's so easy i don't think people should get credit for those uh, attitudes i think they should be mocked for it so Paris, are you? Or you're, uh, nah, you're I don't know. It's just one of the great aspects of Jack and I in our radio career have been run out of many regions of the country. We've been sent packing some of the most wonderful cities in America. But <laughs> and you combine that with my childhood, in which I was a service brat for a while, and then my dad got transferred a couple of times. I've lived in virtually every region of this country, and they're all really cool. In their own ways, and they're interesting, and folks are folks, and and God, the whole that that haughty urban belligerence toward every other part of the country, it just pisses me off. All right, end of rant. Um, Paris might be headed to another lockdown with their ICUs filling up. No, oh, you're going to Paris. Oh, the cathedrals are beautiful. Have you been to the cathedrals? But you mock American churches. That's what I'm saying. That, I guess my rant wasn't quite over. That's a good point right there. That one's always driven me crazy, too. Stupid religious people. But you must see the cathedrals in Prague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to slap them. So Italy's locking down today, like, as locked down as they've ever been at any point during the COVID. Because really? Gonna, yeah, yeah. And Paris might be headed that way this week. Um, as their ICUs are filling up all across the country, they, they, they just have no choice. And it's these variants. If you watched 60 Minutes last night, I couldn't tell if this was part of the keep us all scared crowd or just, you know, reasonable concern. Well, luckily, the doctor they had on there thought we were ahead of it um, and that we're, we're likely to be okay unless another variant comes out. It's kind of silly to think there aren't going to be more. Obviously, there are going to be more, and one could emerge that the, the vaccines don't work on. 
Also, uh, the media continues to, to get it wrong, as they did on 60 Minutes last night, um, uh, and all the talk shows I was watching yesterday. Quit talking about people getting the virus. Talk about people getting really sick or dying. Mm-hmm. Getting it, if I get it and get no symptoms, who freaking cares? I don't care. I don't care myself. Well, and more and more of the cases are the proverbial young healthies. So who yeah. cares? That's good. So o- only use the statistics for people that are ending up like really sick or dying. That's all that really matters to me. So it's not quite as effective for mild cases on the new variants. Who cares? Doesn't who cares? make any difference. Unless you go spread it to granny, then it's a problem. But come on, we've, we've all learned to live with that. Oh, by the way, I thought this was an interesting number. 75% of people over 85, 75, I think over 75, 75, 75, 75% of people over 75 have gotten the vaccine now. Okay. We're doing a pretty good job of vaccinating. So that's another number. Instead of giving me the total number of, of Americans vaccinated as a percentage, which includes children, which can't even hardly get the virus, give me the percentages of adults and particularly people over you know various age groups. That's the number that matters. The media sucks. Boo! You Boo, suck! You suck! You're in the media, too. You will suck! I'm a self-hating member of the media. I try to be less sucky. Well, right. But yeah. we're doing a pretty good job of vaccinating the older crowd. They're not in Europe, which is one of the reasons they're getting overrun by these uh, these variants. Speaking of gay Perry, Milo Yiannopoulos claims he's not gay Milo anymore. And a cheer mom who sent out deep fake videos... <laughs> About her daughter's competition. It's an unbelievable story. Oh, boy. Armstrong and Getty.